Thank you for tuning in to the Big Meat Sport Podcast, where I give you my weekly take on the past week of college and professional sports. So sit back and enjoy the episode. It's your boy Jose from Big Meat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely Victory Monday? But before we start on this episode, I want you guys to hit the like button, subscribe, and comment on the page. And if you don't have any time to watch this video, please join us on Spotify because the same episodes on Spotify. Uh, so with that being said, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> hey, boo. look, look, last uh, yesterday was a great day for the Cowboys nation. Uh, on this episode, we're just going to talk about the football games, college and, and pro. Uh, but I do want to talk about, you know, the Dallas Cowboys because Dallas Cowboys were underdogs in this game, uh, had about approximately five to six people out uh, during this game, and we pulled out the win 20-17. It started off hot. We went down and scored on our first two possessions. Oh, actually, the first three possessions. Uh, we, we scored a touchdown, then Dak threw an interception, then we scored again. Uh, looked like we couldn't be stopped. Uh, but then we didn't uh, score until until I think I believe the late third fourth quarter, um, and the game ended up twenty to seventeen. But um, you know I know you uh, watch the game because you're you're the biggest Dallas Cowboy hater um, yeah. there is. <laughs> but what do you think about uh, what do you think about the all overall performance of the game from the Cowboys? Yeah. Good, man. It was good. You actually called it when we were predicting uh, when we were picking teams last week. Of course, you went with your Cowboys, but you said three or four points. So you were right on the money with that one. Yeah. I called a blowout, but uh, but I like what they saw. <laughs> I think uh, I think I like what I saw. I think Dallas played uh, very good defensively better um, than what I expected, you know, because Herbert does have some weapons at receiver. You guys were able to to, to minimize them a little bit, um, although Cooper Cooper was was a, was was minimized as well on the offensive side for Dallas. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, like you said, um, you guys started out hot, looked like you couldn't be stopped, but you know, Los Angeles went ahead and adjusted defensively. And, but you guys, you guys uh, came through with the win. And I, and look, a lot of people are saying Cooper <clears throat> didn't come to play and um, Dak wasn't as efficient as he was last time. But to me, if you really look at the whole game and the game plan, we, Dak just get, did what Chargers was giving him. They're giving him two high exactly. safeties. And when you have two high safeties like that and people playing back, what is the one thing you want to do? You want to run the ball. And Zeke and Pollard went off on, on the Chargers. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's about Pollard, time. <laughs> yeah, they're saying Pollard should be your number one back. And no, to me, Zeke is the number one back. Zeke, when he finds little holes, it could be for Pollard, that's like probably a zero, you know, negative one, zero yard gain. For Zeke, that's two to three yards that he's, you know, is popping in and out. Yes, Pollard is that change, change of pace back and can hit the holes, uh, you know, faster and it gets that breakaway speed. But Zeke is that one that, you know, it, the defense is, doesn't want to tackle him. And he yeah. he, he has a, the vision that he has. I mean, He's hard to, to me, tackle. Zeke, Zeke, Zeke's our number one back, and, and we paid him a lot of money. And, again, I like what McCarthy's doing and playing both of them 
at the same time um, on some drives and giving Pollard um, more snaps because again, it's a long season. There's 17 games this season. So you want, you want to keep your backs fresh for, you know, a potential playoff push. Um, and that's what, you know, that's what I liked about the offense, you know, but on defensive wise, man, we created so much pressure with Parsons at the end. Now, a lot of people are Two saying exceptions as well. Yeah. Oh, a lot Parsons of, at the end. Yeah. Parsons at the end. A lot of people are saying that, man, just keep him up at, at the end. And I would too. I, I love he's big, strong, and he's fast. Yes. But I like him to play linebacker too, because of, you know, when you have, why not have uh, him as like a hybrid? You know what I'm saying? You can play I, both. I, I, you, I, I say play him 50, 50, because you, when you have backs like Austin Eckler, you know, he, he can stop them from coming out of the backfield and, you know, catching the ball. Um, that's one thing that I thought they were going to uh, go after. But when they did throw out of the backfield to Austin Eckler, I felt like the game plan was to stop. You know, there was like three Cowboys around Austin. Yeah, Eckler he had nine time. receptions for 61 yards. Yes, yeah. that's, that's a little low. I mean, yeah. it's great for fantasy owners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you guys kept him in check. The same thing with Keenan Ireland. You know, he had he had some catches and he had over a hundred yards, but he never scored. Yeah, you guys and kept him from scoring. So this the one thing about the difference between the Dallas Cowboys defense is they're creating turnovers, something that we didn't yeah. really see last year. And we have uh, six turnovers. It should have been seven turnovers with that you know uh, pass interference, that cheap pass interference called on Curse, where the ball he barely tugged the jersey of cook and the ball popped up and it was an interception but they called the pass interference but my thing is that that's what we we're lacking last year and our run defense is 10 times well, i mean 10 times better 10 times better than last year and that's what's creating this you know this excitement for the dallas cowboys yeah, that's, because that's four interceptions in what two games four interceptions yeah, in two, two or three in the first game that we had three interceptions no Two interceptions the first game and this game. Uh, and two this game. So, yes, four interceptions. That's good. That's very good. Um, but that's a hell of a difference because, I mean, you guys were bad defensively <laughs> last year. I mean, people were scoring on you guys, running it, passing it. But uh, the only yeah, thing no, I got to say is I, I feel like, again, we need another corner. Uh, you know, Brown is getting – he's getting burnt almost every time. And it's like and he's not – it's in his head because it's hey, not look, if something... I'm the Dolphins, give us three first round picks and you got Xavier Howard. <laughs> I'm right, man. I, I ain't <laughs> maybe he's the only Byron bright Jones. spot in that game yesterday. Maybe just give us Byron Jones back and we will. We'll, we'll hey, you that. know what? You can have him, man. Take him. <laughs> I mean, he's okay. He's really not that bad for us. Yeah. Um, but X is just on another level. I mean, he's yeah. the only, these last two games, even though we won the first one in this one, he's been the only bright spot. Yeah, but that you know, you know, to to finish off on a note on Dallas Cowboys, yeah. this is one of those uh, times that Dallas Cowboys w- during close games were not very successful in in past years. And you know, un- if we scored under thirty, we're we we're over like I believe it was over seventeen. This mm-hmm. is one of those wins that can encourage the Dallas Cowboys, saying it's not the same Cowboys as years past. I think it's somewhat encouraging news because you held in there with Tampa Bay, even though we should have won the game due to mental mistakes and so on and so forth. But this game, I felt like, you know, we, we went out there, we, we started off hot. You see progression, you know, you want a game that you normally lose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, 
the game plan, we stuck to the game plan, but the Chargers dominated the ball. And that's the only thing that, you know, kind of when you look at the stats, you're like, wow, you know, it was only a 2017 Dak only missed four passes, but Chargers were dominating the ball uh, time possession. So it kind of is kind of skewed. But when when we really need it, we really need the passes, you know, Zeke on the flat to get that first down. And then Amari Cooper on that uh, slant route that he thread the needle. Man, it, it's encouraging. And I can't wait for Monday night football. Uh, versus the Eagles and 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 oh, yeah. make sure that uh make we're sure gonna that watch we're, that game, man. Hey, I, I'm <laughs> I'm trying to go to my boy Hector's house and and see that new uh, man cave of his, and because and he's an Eagles fan, so it'll be it'll be nice. nice so we'll see. Uh, but let's talk about the Dolphins now. I did call this. Uh, I did call this last week of the Dolphins losing, but I didn't think it was gonna be that bad. And you, you know, somebody that went to the game. Tell me, tell me what was your perspective, especially in the stadium of, of the whole uh, game? Man, the energy, I will tell you right now, the energy in the stadium was electric. It was great. There was a, a shitload of Buffalo fans. <laughs> like anytime they made a positive play, if you, were, if you weren't in your seats and maybe you were outside getting some popcorn or a drink, you would think the Dolphins had scored a touchdown or they did something, but it was actually Bills fans. Like they really showed up to this game, but they always travel well. Yeah, I think I've been to maybe four or five Bills games in my lifetime, and it's always like that. They always have a lot of fans, but on either side, Miami and Buffalo, the fans really came out like it was super electric in that stadium. I love the energy. Obviously, didn't love what the Dolphins did um, right from the start. Um, they got a sack on the very first play. Um, I really thought the Dolphins were coming out, and like I said, you know, I picked them to win, but I didn't think you know, we'd play the way we did yesterday. Um, there were some good moments in the game, but after a while, it just got embarrassing because our O-line is just atrocious right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have four uh, second-year starters on the line, and then we had Jesse Davis, who's like our swing um, O-line guy. He got hurt with a knee injury. He's the one that actually uh, missed that block on Tua's injury. But from the very start, man, Tua had no time to throw. Um, and then obviously these guys went down the field. Um, I think it was their first two drives. They scored very quickly. So when they scored those first two touchdowns, I was like, this is going to get ugly. And it's going to get ugly really bad. Like the game that we went to against Baltimore a couple Oof, years ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a whole But you know whole, what? Whole, whole they didn't too. score again until the third quarter. Yeah. You know, they had those first two quick touchdowns. They didn't score. So our defense came back. And that's what, our de- that's what I love about this game, this team is their resiliency. Um, they're a resilient group of people. And Brian Flores, that's just the way he coaches. So mm. we could be down in games, but we never give up. And um, I like the response from the defense after those first two touchdowns. They actually put us in positions to win, or not necessarily to win, but to score. Mm-hmm. You know, we had decent field position. We got to the red zone, I believe, four times. And all four times, we didn't not even get a field goal out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think we have two fourth down tries. We didn't get it. Um, we had Jakeem Grant drop a pass um, to convert a... a third down conversion. He caught it, fumbled it. He should not have been on the field. There's no, Jakeem Grant has no business. You know who Jakeem Grant is, right? Yes, yes, he yes. was like five, six. Yeah. yeah my son is almost <laughs> as, uh, as tall as he is. Um, but this dude is a great returner. Punt, kick, all that shit. Put him out there in special teams any, any way you want it. That's the reason why I wanted him on this team. But he has no business being out there with the receiving court. Um, he and catches the ball and he fumbles it immediately. What's what's um, up with Will back. Fuller? 
Like, I know that he was out. I don't know. No one knows. I just saw a report that he's back to – Back to practice today after taking that's great, you know, weekend off. You know, last week, last week he was super enthusiastic, super excited to play, and I I was excited to see him play. You know, this guy's going to really open up the field for us. Um, you know, with Waddle and 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 Devontae Parker out there, so I really thought um he was going to play, but then I saw a report on Friday that he he wasn't going to due to personal reasons. So he could have had a death in the family or or something. Mm -hmm. I was just scared that it was another uh, PED situation yeah <laughs> but it wasn't so um i'm just hoping it's not well, a Kyrie irving situation right you know hell no, man. Go find yourself. A <laughs> that dude's a clown bro out there burning sage and shit <laughs> um but man let me tell you that i'm optimistic about this team mm-hmm. um different than i have been in years past because this is brian flores third year and i've mm-hmm. seen us bounce back i'll give you an example 2019 we went zero and seven Remember, we were outscored like 400 points to like 80. Yeah. It was horrible. Um, we responded by going five and four the rest of the year. Last year, started off 0 and 2. We went 10 and four the rest of the year. So I'm confident in this team's, you know, ability to come back. Yeah. Bounce back from a loss like that. So, yeah, we play Vegas this Sunday at Vegas. And they're looking great so far. Mm. They beat the Ravens. They beat the Steelers um, in Pittsburgh. So that's impressive. Um, but yeah, and, and we struggled with them last year, but ultimately we got the win. Yeah. Um, I'm confident that we can go in there. I'm not going to pick them to win. That's a hot Raiders team right now. And especially them yeah. going into Pittsburgh, but John but, Gruden doesn't scare me because we're, we're, we have a winning record against him. I don't think we've ever lost to John Gruden while he's been with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, we, we play that team very well. Um, like I said, I know they're hot and they got a lot of weapons, but I, Trust in my defense. We have no injuries on the defense. Our defense wasn't the problem against Buffalo. Might, might we actually knock contained. On wood on that one. Huh? You might want to knock on wood on no defense, no injuries on defense. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But let me tell you something. We our defense was not the problem in that game. It wasn't. And yeah, you look at the score, 35 zip. Um, but our offense was the problem. Our O line was the problem. Our defense got us in different positions to get some points. Yeah. Um, and we weren't doing him any favors. Granted, Jacoby Brissett, he's all right. He's not Fitzmagic, <laughs> but I think he's a very capable quarterback. Um, if two is out, I think he can go in there and get a win. Um, but it's really going to have to be on our own line, um, progressing and not doing what they just did this past week. Um, I think that um, our defense will, will be ready, and I think we're, we're capable of keeping them to – to minimum points, but um, we'll see, man. It's it's all on, on how our team responds, and like I said, I'm confident in how the Dolphins respond. Yeah, and you guys truly do respond in, in this Flores era with a better game than the last. Um, I do say with the two injury, uh, it says uh, the x-rays are negative, so it looks like just uh, bruised ribs uh, for now. Yeah, it's um, all about pain but, tolerance at this point. Yeah, so could, but you guys... He, he may miss this week, though. <clears throat> But you guys have a, a capable backup of Jacoby Brissett. And with, with Jacoby, you're, he, he doesn't have that gunslinger mentality, but he has that I'm going to protect the ball mentality. And I feel that you guys are in good hands. And especially, you know, coming up with this uh, important I, – I, I say it's an important road trip just to test to see where the offense is. is right now because, you know, the first week the offense was okay. Second week, offense looked really, really bad. So this is a time on this Vegas game to show to open up the playbook and yeah, let's start. You know, throwing and I, I think Jacoby uh, is 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 capable of that. 
Um, again, our O-line wasn't doing him any favors. Yeah. Our receivers weren't doing him any favors. Yeah. Devontae Parker had a beautiful um, touchdown grab, or should have been a touchdown grab. Um, mm-hmm. The ball was literally right in his hands. He dropped it. Uh, everybody in the stadium thought it was a touchdown. I mean, yeah. it looked like that. <laughs> um, You're already you know, chugging a beer Albert for a Wilson, touchdown. <laughs> Albert, Albert yeah. Wilson, who, who I've been defending for so long, because he had a great camp, and they were talking about trading him or cutting him, he looked like basura. Like, <laughs> drop, I think he had two or three drop passes. Jakeem obviously had another drop pass. He had the interception, um, the uh, the fumble um, in the red zone. Jalen Waddle, the rookie, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spare him either. I mean, he mm-hmm. was he didn't look that great. They didn't give him the ball um, a bunch of times on offense, but he had two fumbles. Um, he fumbled. I think he muffed two punts and lost one. Yeah. So. I don't know if that's rookie jitters or whatnot, his first home game, but he needs to pick that shit up. There's a grown man's game. Yeah. Like, we all got to wake the hell up. Like I said, I'm confident in our defense because I really don't feel like they were the problem. Some things to clean up, yeah, we definitely need more pass rush, but I liked how we contained Josh Allen. Josh mm-hmm. Allen is, is, is an MVP candidate. Um, and, and Buffalo, I have a lot of respect for. Like I said, I picked them to win because I wanted my team to win, but I have a lot of respect for that team. Um, because I, I really do think they're in the upper echelon. I think they're a top five team in the NFL right now. So mm-hmm. again, if we would have lost, I'm okay with that. But I just wanted them to perform better because this is the this is the juggernaut in the AFC East. So yeah. you know, we'll 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 see moving forward. Yeah. But I, I'm much more optimistic about my Dolphins than I am about my sorry ass Canes. <laughs> and you know, bring it to the next uh, segment. <laughs> um, so University of Miami lost and to the Michigan State uh, Spartans. What was it, 35-17? Now, we're not going to go deep into the game, but just tell me real quick, is it time to fire Manny Diaz? Um, man, do, you think he's a, you, do you think he's the main problem, or you think it's something more? I think or, coaching is the main problem. It, when you have talent like Miami does, we have the second, and the announcer said it, and you'll see it everywhere. We have this... Behind Clemson, we have the most talent in the ACC. Mm-hmm. Why we're struggling against App, App State and Michigan State, a damn basketball school that has no business coming down <laughs> to Miami, Florida and beating us, Yeah, <laughs> let alone by two or three touchdowns, it's embarrassing, man. That's all coaching. I'm sorry, but these kids are undisciplined. Mm-hmm. They're, they're horrible at tackling, horrible yeah. tacklers. Like, they're out there playing, like, Flag football. Like, you might as well just give them flags because they cannot tackle worth shit. Like, they cannot. So, it's just – and that's all coaching. And at the end of the day, I love – personally love Manny Diaz, but I like him as a coordinator. He should never have been a head coach here. Never. Okay. Um, so, I think Miami, it sucks because, you know, we have such great history and we have such great fans. We have such a huge fan base. But I feel like the big guys upstairs don't prior, uh, they don't prioritize football. You know, if yeah. they do, they would open up their wallets because if you want, open up that check, that checkbook and get Mario Cristobal from Oregon. You know, Mario Cristobal is, an, is a Miami alum. He would yeah. love to come coach down here, I'm sure, especially if we gave him the, the world. Yeah. You know, at this point, give him a restaurant, buy him a house, whatever you need to do. <laughs> but look at what that guy has done at every program he's been. So you bring a Mario Cristobal in, and I promise you, and I know we've said this about many candidates before. I personally haven't. I didn't think we were back when we got Manny Diaz. I didn't think he had it in him. Yeah. Um, you bring Mario Cristobal back. The 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 you will 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 be back. And, and, you know, and not not right not right away because I know a lot of people <laughs> like the you is back. Yeah. You no, know, I think I think that he'll he'll have us work toward that. So yeah. um, I definitely believe that uh, these damn dogs. Um, 
Um, you get a Mario Crystal Ball, and, uh, and you'll see a more, you know, fundamentally sound, smart team. With 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 Manny Diaz, you don't get that. You don't get yeah. that with Manny Diaz. You know, he's a player's coach, but he doesn't have that respect. Um, and these players are pretty much doing what they want, and they're not they're not prepared, man. They're not ready. We got yeah. we got all this speed yeah. on offense. They ain't doing shit. You know, Derek King, Derek King regressed. He didn't progress. He regressed. Yeah. You know, it's it's bullshit that they put him on the Heisman watch list. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, I, I like the guy, but we're just we're not ready, man. We're not, we're not ready for prime time right now. It's kind of disappointing where uh, you the people in the upper office are not concentrating on this football program because you know university. When you think about University of Miami, you think about football first. And it's kind of it kind of sucks that they don't put the coaching and, you know, uh, as a high priority for you guys. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, the players you guys have do, do have talent, but a lot I saw a lot of drop passes, a lot of missed tackles again. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, I know I know you, you know, you Canes fans are have a lot of passion, stuff like that. So hopefully they can, you know, turn it around. And you still have a chance to win the Coastal Division. I know because, because everybody's because, doing so bad. Yeah, yeah. Even FSU and you guys are zero and three. <laughs> look, we we are zero and three, and it it doesn't look it doesn't look any better. We don't have a we don't have a, a quarterback. You know, they keep on going back. Yeah. To Travis I don't think you guys got a coach either, man. To be honest with you, <clears throat> we it sucks. Hey, I feel like to, to me, it's, it's he's trying to do too much uh, at times, and and some of the decision making. But like our corners are getting beat on, you know. Uh, deep almost every time it's just it's just bad football yeah. that we're watching and it sucks for for some of those transfers especially uh number 11 johnson on defensive end that transferred for georgia man this guy you know was playing really good and he still has you know i i and i, I explained this to uh duncan uh at one time uh it's kind of if losing these games and if you know for miami's sake if they lose one more game if it's like the next game or whatever the case may be, the season might really, really go downhill because then you're going to get a lot of people that are just going to be playing for, for themselves. And if they're, if they have somewhat to hit the draft, they're going to be playing for themselves, not try to get injured. And this coast through the, through the season. Uh, and I, I, I explained that because, you know, you've seen it in the past because a lot of talented teams, when they lose that first or two games and they're out of the playoff hunt, and they're out of ACC or whatever the case may yeah, be. Some guys, yeah, some guys, is, they go away from the, yeah. Same they thing they might, but yeah, they're like, oh, look. Especially I'm guys that are projected it. to be, you know, a top one, two, three, maybe four round picks. They're, they're not going to waste their time and they're going to leave. They're not going to want to play at the, you know, the Papa John's Bowl. Yeah. Or the Sedano's <laughs> <Cidano's> Bowl. Sedano's <laughs> Bowl. But, but, hey, man, uh, you know, it sucks. I really do. As much as I hate FSU and I really do hate FSU. Um, football's better when they're good. Who, wait, you know? who do you hate more, FSU or UF? FSU. Yeah, you, you don't. FSU you don't hate the Gators more. No, I, mean, I hate the Noles. I hate. I hate the Noles. I, I hate the. I hate the Gators times. more than FS. I, I hate the uh, the Gators. I hate more the Gators too, but FSU is my number one. I hate. I hate the Gators more than the Kings. Yeah, so really? I, yeah, I know a lot of people. I, I don't like. I mean, I don't like the Gators either, and yeah. I hate their fans. Um. But yeah, I mean, like I said, as much as I hate FSU, football's better when they're good. Yeah. You know, their football's better when they're competing. Same thing with Miami. When we're both good, yeah. that's a whole nother ball game, man. And it sucks to see us both struggling. Um, and and I think both both teams need changes at the head coaching position. 
And I, and I feel well, almost every, on Deion Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Deion primetime needs to come to FSU, you know, but he's doing his thing uh, over there at Jackson State. Uh, but you I don't, don't think if you guys to, open up the, the wallet, he's coming or you think he's he's OK with I what think, he's doing at Jackson State? I think he right now he's OK because he's trying to send a, a trend for make top players go to HBCUs. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, that that's his alum. That's, you know, if if probably a little bit down the line. He might, with the money's right, he might come to the FSU. Um, but, yeah. you know, with that being said, I don't think any Florida team, Florida college football team won this weekend. I I, I got to look back at it. Maybe FIU or Not FAU. Even FAMU? Played. Uh-uh. FAMU, played, <laughs> FAMU played, I think they played, was it uh, FAU? So maybe FAU was the only oh, okay. team that got to win. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but FIU lost. We lost. You guys lost. Um, and then lost. But UF gave gave Alabama a hell of a game and we yeah, were watching and, that together. And, that I, I, cool. and that brings me to my next point that, you know, since that was a close game, the Alabama uh, players, it, the Alabama organization, okay. The Alabama has been dominating for a while now. Now, Sick do it. you think, do you think it's just coaching or do you think it's the players or both two to both. It's both, man. It's both, but that's Saban, man. As much as I, another guy that I hate too. I'm bringing up a lot of people I hate on this. <laughs> so, but Nick Saban, obviously, because of what he did to the Dolphins, I'm always gonna have, you know, I hate him, but I do respect him as a coach. Um, he's just coaching, man. Coaching is undefeated. I mean, look at all the guys below him that have either gone to NFL jobs or have gone to other college jobs. Um, granted, they're not to the to the success that Saban has had, but it has a lot mm-hmm. to do with coaching. Obviously, he's getting the top guys, mm-hmm. you know? He's getting all these five-star recruits. Um, so I think it has a lot to do with the players, but also with Saban himself, man. He's just fundamentally and respectfully, he's just a great, great presence and a great coach to have. My, my That's thing a guy is, you don't want to disappoint. Yeah, that my thing is, it is I believe it's all coaching um, uh, somewhat of the players, but if I'm a top player and I'm a, you know, I'm going there as a freshman, there's people that are waiting three to four years to play and, and then ball out, you know, to to me, I have so much pride in myself that I'm going to go to either another SEC school or some, another school to ball out and beat Alabama. You know, I'm one of those that I can beat those backups to, to be honest with you. And and I feel like the players down these days, the kids down these days are not like that. They just want a, the easy way out. But is it the more successful way out? Because when you go to Alabama, you're not, yes, you're guaranteed to be seen on the, you know, all, all stages, you know, coaches are going to be out there, scouts are going to be out there. But are you going to be successful in that, in the NFL. That's my thing. Cause you can really look at it and tell me when was the last time Alabama had a successful quarterback? There is, I'm going to tell you right now, there, it's, it's way back. And the only, the only reason that Alabama has, well, right now they got right three NFL starters. They have three NFL starters, not successful but nothing, starters, yeah. but they have yeah. uh, starters. Before that, it was like AJ McCarron. I don't even remember who else. Yeah. And, and they, and they do nothing in the NFL. The only thing that that Alabama has, you could say that, has a consistency and puts out the top players are the wide receivers: Julio Jones, uh, Amari Cooper, uh, Calvin Ridley, uh, so on and so forth. 
so you you can say you know the wide receiver corp you know but defense uh offensive linemen i mean i, I believe uh they had that kid leatherwood and he's just when i watched uh uh the raiders play man he was just getting destroyed and you're like damn i didn't see that in alabama but i'm seeing the pros now so that's why i would say it's always coaching that yeah. you know goes out there and I, I believe it's more coaching but i think i these kids got to change their mindset of let me go to the university of Miami. Let me go to FSU because to tell you the truth, Alabama is coming down to South Florida and recruiting all these players. And I promise you that would change if we had Mario Cristobal. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only, cause you say, look, he has it. He has it nice in Oregon right now. He has the Oregon facilities. He's up there. He's doing a great job with his team. They just upset Ohio State a couple weeks ago. Yep. So he's feeling great. But I will guarantee you, if Miami pays him, and I think he would come here for a decent salary. We're not talking paying him like what Nick Saban is making. You know, he's yeah. not up there yet. But you give him a decent amount of money, definitely way more than what Manny Diaz is making right now. Mm-hmm. You bring him to Miami, he's going to be able to keep all those recruits that Saban is taking from him. I yeah. guarantee you that he did it with FIU and FIU was a scrub school until he got there and they won the, they won the conference, the Sun Belt, a yeah. few years back. Um, he also, he was also with, with Nick Saban at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so you bring crystal ball down here. That's why I think he'll have a recruiting advantage. You know, he can't, he's not going to get all these guys. He's getting up in Oregon. He'll get some, he'll get most of the West coast guys, but if you yeah. bring him down to Florida, he'll keep those guys in Miami. Yeah. yeah. That's why I want him so bad. Yeah. You know, and same thing with FSU. If you get a Deion Sanders or you get anybody close to what he, he is, Yep. You're going to keep those Florida kids here. Yeah, that That is true. And, and, you know, it kind of sucks because uh, I had, I was thinking that this year FSU would be at least competitive um, than they were last year. And it's just 0-3 and they haven't been 0-3 since I believe 1979. And I think that was Bobby Button's first year. So yeah, that's, it. it's, uh, it's disappointing. It's uh yeah, man, but we'll, we'll see. You know, like I said, I, I want us both to be competing again. You know, I hated when you guys were competing and we weren't. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was exciting, man. So, uh, yeah. you know, I made it that much better when we played you guys. And if we beat you, hey, it was what yeah. it was. Hey, look, I'll, I'll, I'll take the season for what it is if we can uh, beat you guys in our matchup uh, later on in the year. I miss, I miss UM and FSU games being primetime games on ABC. Yeah. It, you know, it, it happen with, 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 <laughs> I know <laughs> with Kirk, Kirk Hurt Street, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Calling the games. Yeah, you know, that, uh, that ain't I miss those days, but that, that ain't happening, man. Well, we're going to have at least uh, another year or two. <laughs> I don't know who's going to be announcing that game, but it's going to be some ACC people and it's going to be a probably a 12 or a three o'clock game. It ain't going to yeah. be a night game. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's go over our game picks uh, this week. Uh, last week, I believe you were one and four, I believe. Oof, uh, was it five games we did? I think we did. I thought four. we did three. I think we did three. I think. Okay, we thought, so yeah, right, you're did, one of three. We did Baltimore, Kansas City. I lost that one because I picked Kansas City. I think you did too. Yeah, I did too. Uh, I picked the Dolphins. We lost. You picked the, the 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 Bills, so you won on that one. Yeah. And I forgot the third game we picked. We picked. Uh, Was it, it Dallas? Oh, okay. Dallas, I Dallas and Chargers. I, I yeah. So, so Dallas and Chargers one, I'm one and, and, and Titans in Seattle, and I think I yeah. think we both picked uh, Seattle to win that game. Oh, Seattle lost. Yeah. So damn. So oh, one in one and three. So yeah, you're you're one and three. I was two two and two. Two and two. All right. Yeah. Cool. So, so you got the better in this this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So the games that we're gonna pick on. Um. And we're gonna 
rip them off real quick. Washington at uh, Buffalo. Buffalo is uh, favored to win by nine and a half. Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo? Nine and a half? You think it's going to... You think it's going to be a uh, nine and a half? Obviously, I think they're nine and a half. Uh, might be, yeah. Might be. Yeah. I, I, I yeah. say probably, I say Buffalo wins by 10. Washington doesn't really have an offense. Um, they have uh, the defense a, is good, though. Their defense is good, but they have been getting exposed yeah, at the late. Also, Daniel Jones just kind of had a decent game, I guess. I mean, Daniel Jones, said, you know, he's yeah. a turnover machine, but uh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Danny Dimes over there. Um, yeah, I would say, I would say, uh, yeah, I would say more, 10 or more. Okay. Uh, Chargers versus Chiefs. Chiefs at home, winning, uh, getting favored by six and a half. The Chiefs. Chiefs. What's the uh, what's the line on that? Six and a half. I I, I say Chiefs also. Uh, possibly a little, yeah, a little over uh, than that. Possibly a almost. I would say a, a blowout uh, type scenario due to the fact that Chiefs just lost uh, a Sunday night game to Baltimore and they want to get back on the winning way. So I think they might go, but we're gonna see because again. The Chiefs like to throw the ball. How can how can uh, the Chiefs be good with that running game? Because they're going to play two two safeties deep, so it's going to be hard for Tyreek Hill to find a you know go over the top. But I you know they could always get a, a open position for you know open slot for him. So I mean I I do have again I'm going to have the Chiefs winning by I say ten. Uh, versus Chargers, which is Chargers yeah, I think are so. going to be one and two uh, after after on, give me- the next game, Rams and Tampa Bay. This is actually hey, hold on, a- man. I got I said I got the Chiefs right. Yeah, yeah, you got right, you got the yeah. Chiefs too. All right, yeah, I got Chiefs. We both got Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and again, that for the Chargers, that's going to be they're going to be dropping down to one and uh, one and two after that uh, if they lose that game. Uh, Rams and Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay. This is actually a pick'em game. They have. Uh, they don't have a line as of yet, so I think it's going to be a fairly close game. Uh, who are you going for? Tampa. Tampa. You see how they look yesterday? But that was versus. I mean, they the played Fal- the Falcons. The Falcons, and, <laughs> and they gave up a uh, lot. I think of it'll be a close one. I think it'll be a close one. I think it'll be. I think if if Tampa pulls it out, um, I think it'll be by three or six points between three and six points. I don't think it'll be a blowout. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa does have Jalen Ramsey. You know, they do have a, a solid Aaron Donald. Line. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, and I think Stafford could have a decent game against him, but I'm still going with the GOAT at home. So I would say Tampa. Look, if if I was to call an upset, I'm going to call an upset on this one. I'm going to pick uh, the Rams to beat Tampa Bay. Just the mere fact that the Rams can throw the ball, Cooper Cup, Woods, they have, they, they have all, uh, you know, the throwing at their at – their, how I say, you know, disposal. And I do feel that Tampa's secondary is their weakest link. And I, I feel like it's going to be exposed. And yes, Tom Brady uh, can get rid of the ball quick, but who are you going to go to? Because Jalen Ramsey is going to shut down. It, who? Well, Jalen Ramsey is either going to play uh, I mean, Mike well, Evans or, or the, Antonio Brown. Got the best, they're up there with, I think they got the best receiving core in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and you guys aren't far behind. Um, yeah. So, you know, if, if they shut down Mike Evans, and Mike Evans really hasn't been doing much. Last yeah. year, uh, last uh, yesterday, he had a great game. Um, but if you don't go to Evans, you go to Godwin. If you don't go to Godwin, you got A.B. Yeah. You know? 
And what's up with Gronk, man? Gronk is like having a resurgence. The dude has four <laughs> touchdowns already. Man, I'm, I, I, I'm so pissed that I passed up on him. I was like, yo, this guy's old. He's not going to do anything. And yeah, yeah, I wish I had him. I'd, I wish I had, wish I had picked him, I had him versus last year. Gusecki. He didn't do shit. Yeah, no, has <laughs> been playing like Gasucky. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that you said that you're not going to choose this game, but, you know, or pick this game, but we're going to pick it anyways. Miami at uh, the Vegas, This they have the Raiders winning uh by four uh four, the point right? spreads yeah. by four um who i i want to say i know who you're gonna go with but so i'll say i'm gonna go with the dolphins on this one due to the fact that you guys have one of the you know one of the best corners out there and byron jones so x and byron so they can they can minimize the passing uh passing on that side of the ball and if Josh Jacobs is out again, this is it's going to be really hard for the Raiders to generate any offense versus this D, really good uh, Dolphins D. So I have the Dolphins winning in an upset going to Vegas. I like that. Me too. Um, and I'm not just going with the Dolphins because they're my team, but I, I honestly think we play John Gruden very well. Um, and our defense, I think, we're a resilient bunch, and we always respond very well after a loss. So I think Miami goes down to Vegas in that late game, and they take care of business. Obviously, a lot is going to depend on if Tua is playing or not. Um, but regardless, and believe it or not, there isn't much of a big drop-off from Tua to Brissett. I think Brissett mm-hmm. can do a lot of the things that Tua can't and vice versa. Um, but I think he goes up there. He plays a smart game. He lets our defense do most of the work. Um, our problem is you got to contain Darren Waller and Pittsburgh just did that. Um, We we do have um, one of our safeties. Who's also like a slot corner, um, Eric Rowe. He's normally the guy we put on big uh, tight ends. So we're going to have to do a really, really good job of containing that guy. Um, Probably look at the film on what Pittsburgh did and pick their brain um, because big tight ends always give us problems. So, uh, other than that, on the outside, I mean, who, who else do they have? They got Henry Ruggs, uh, mm-hmm. that dude Edwards, who had a solid game on Monday night. Um, they got some speed on there. They got some weapons, man. But uh, but I think Miami, I think Miami can go out, go down there and get a W again this year. Okay, so we're agreeing on the the Bills, Chiefs. The only one that we didn't agree on was the Rams and and Tampa. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, that was uh. That's our pickums for this week. So if you're if you're a betting person, you want to listen to our expertise, um, go out there and, and place that bet with your bookie. Uh, uh, you know, at that time, um, when sports betting is is fully on down here. We'll we'll have to uh, we'll have to go down there and make some bets, man. I'll have yeah. to learn from you because you know a little bit more about it than I do. So uh, yeah, and and we all have to learn from Duncan, which is uh, Duncan and Roy are the the people that are yeah. the sports betting fanatics over there yep. um i they they bet on baseball and i even and they don't really know about baseball too, <laughs> so, um well that's that's it for this episode thank you guys for tuning in again this is jose and jc from big meat sports and we'll catch you on the next episode have a thank good you one guys.